the state of the Big 12, the search for a new defensive coordinator, and it's always a good day to be mad at the NCAA, all on today's episode of Locked On Pokes. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked On Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. First, before we get started, I wrote this show sheet uh, earlier this weekend, so I did not include that the Cowboy wrestling team beat the Oklahoma Sooners this weekend in a whopping victory. I'll talk about it more tomorrow. And the Oklahoma State Cowboy basketball team put up a win tonight in overtime, so I'll talk about that more tomorrow. That obviously just happened earlier this evening for me, but I just wanted to give them a shout-out. So we're starting first with the state of the Big 12. Now, before this season started, we had OU and Texas come out and announce that they were going to the SEC and it caused a hubbub. We were unhappy and loud, and it, it got, you know, a little aggressive, a little chippy, as it always does with Sooners and uh, Longhorns. I just want to start, though, before we get into anything else. The Sooners blaming Oklahoma State for the potential end of Bedlam football. Now, I don't say this like some fans on Twitter are saying this. I say it like... A beat writer for the Oklahoma Sooners penned an article that it was somehow the Cowboys' fault and and the Cowboys are running from OU in football. Now, here's my issue. When we schedule non-conference football games and when OU goes to the SEC, they will be a non-conference team. Those games get scheduled years in advance. Five, six, sometimes more years in advance, those non-conference games. So for Mike Gundy, Chad Weiberg, Casey Shrum, for all of them to say, I don't think we're going to have another Bedlam football game for a while, especially in Stillwater, considering if, if OU hangs around another year, we'll play in Norman next season, and that's we'll get to it. But for OU fans to then turn around and try to somehow blame the Oklahoma State Cowboys, the president, the athletic director, has nothing to do with them. First of all, you left, so don't be that petty ex that breaks up with somebody and then calls them every weekend because they don't have anything else to do. You left and there's not a when and they're saying, you know, you're just running from sorry, I'm going to get <laughs> I'm going to get aggressive. They're saying you're just running for from football. You're saying you can do all the other bedlam sports except for football. Like I mentioned with football, those non-conference games get scheduled years in advance. Basketball, soccer, golf, all of that, all of the you know, smaller, profitable sports, those get scheduled 
just one year in advance, the season before. So it's a lot easier to make that happen. It's not as easy to do with football because of the way that it's set up. And that has nothing to do with us. Again, they left. So if any Sooner fans or beat writers, for that matter, try to make you feel as an Oklahoma State fan that you've somehow made this the problem, just ignore them because we did nothing wrong. The other thing I want to address is this rumor going up from SI that Mike Gundy Mike Gundy's agent sent an email unprotected to Florida State saying Mike Gundy was interested in the job there. Mike Gundy has said over and over again that he doesn't have an agent. He managed his own contract extension with Oklahoma State. I don't believe this report for a second. Maybe somebody is just, you know, thought it would be funny, whatever it is. I don't believe for a second that Mike Gundy had any intention of leaving Oklahoma State. I know in the past he's flirted with other schools that's how you make money. You know, it's it's an ugly thing to face, but that's part of the reality is these coaches have to make money, and sometimes that includes flirting with other schools so that the school that they're at pays them more. Mike Gundy has also taken pay cuts in uh, during the COVID year, so I think he wanted to stay at Oklahoma State. I don't believe for a second that he was interested in the Florida gig at all. I, I think that's all a, a hoax or a bad joke. I'm not really sure what all to chalk it up to, but Mike Gundy has said multiple times that he does not have an agent. He has managed his own contract. So I don't believe that it's real at all. Now, moving on to how long it'll be until Texas and Oklahoma do leave for the SEC. Starting at the beginning of the season, I thought this would be the last season that they would be in the Big 12. Now I have my concerns. Texas didn't have the season that they thought they were going to have. In fact, they had quite the opposite of the season that they thought they were going to have. And the Sooners lost Lincoln Riley. Now they made a good hire in Brent Venables. I am not sold on Jeff Lebby. I had that conversation with the Locked On Big 12 hosts. Uh, I, I have said my piece about that, so I won't divulge into that any further. But I am curious now to see how long before Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. I thought it would be this year. They'd do the buyout and just get it over with. But neither of those teams finished the season the way that they thought they would. So that leaves me to question, are they going to stay another year in the Big 12 and get ready for the SEC? Because point blank period, neither team was ready for the SEC this season. I don't think they will be heading into next season. So I'm very curious to see how those steps moving forward are. I don't think they'll be here for the remainder of their contract, but I did think it would be a one-and-done year for them, and now I'm not as sure, just based on the product that they put on the field this year coming from Texas and the Sooners completely rebuilding their coaching staff. So that'll be an interesting storyline to watch. I'm keeping an eye on it. You know, of course, we don't hear anything until it's already happened, but I haven't heard one way or the other big 12 college football schedule has been released for next season, but if they decide to leave and, and buy out, then I'm sure they'll reschedule that, uh, the schedule that they've already released. It's going to be very interesting to see. I think that the smart thing to do for both teams would be to stay around for another year. That being said, the big 12 is going to want to beat these teams. That's just the way it's going to be until the, they leave for the sec. Now, Let's talk about the newcomers to the Big 12. The future of the Big 12 is very bright. Again, when UT and Oklahoma decided they were going to leave, I got very nervous. They certainly bring in a lot of revenue for the Big 12. That's concerning. 
it's not a fun way to look at things. You never want to look at things from a money aspect. Unfortunately, that's the way college football works. But who or who Oklahoma State, who Big 12 is bringing in in the likes of BYU, who finished in the college football playoff rankings, Cincinnati, who's in the college football uh, playoffs. Then we have, you know, Baylor staying behind. Oklahoma State's still here. We have Houston, who went to their conference championship. There is a lot of good coming to the Big 12 when that transition finally happens. I'm very excited about the future of the Big 12. I was excited when we announced the four teams, but after this season, after really showing up this season from every aspect, it's it's very exciting for the future of the Big 12. I think the uh, Big 12 championship game was like the third most watched conference championship game, and neither Oklahoma nor Texas was in it. I think that is a good indication about what the future of the Big 12 holds. So while at the very beginning of the season when this all dropped, I was extremely nervous about the future of the Big 12. I'm feeling much, much better about it. Coming up, we're on the hunt for a new defensive coordinator. Rumors abound, and we look at some of them. But first, college football fans, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks offers all the props you can think of, including touchdowns and interceptions and field goals if you're a true degenerate like me, college and professional. Plus, it's super e- easy to use. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Fix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make sure to use promo code Locked On for a 100% match up to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com or go to your App Store and download the apps today. Prize Fix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. All right, so we talked about it already, but Jim Knowles is out the door. He's on his way to Ohio State. Again, congratulations to him. That's a huge job, so I don't want to harp on him too badly. But what's that saying about when one door opens, another door closes, or maybe it's, I have that backwards. Regardless, we got an open door and we're looking for a defensive coordinator. Now there are some, first of all, Jim Knowles is not going to coach the bowl game. I think that's very important. I'm going to get to why, but let's look at some of the defensive coordinators outside of Oklahoma State that I think have a potential, you know, there's been some rumor mills about and just kind of how I feel about him. First of all, Gary Patterson, I get it. Mike Gundy likes him. He's a defensive mind. There's a 100% chance they sing a new country single together. It would be great for media, but I think he's probably a little expensive for what I'm willing to pay for Gary Patterson. And I think he would legit need to want to come to Stillwater. I think it would need to be a want for Gary Patterson to come to Stillwater. I get the fun of it and the weird uncle mixed with uh, mullet Mike Gundy being being entertaining, but I'm not sold on Gary Patterson. I think I, I'm kind of looking to 
shoot a little younger, somebody that can build and be there for a while. So I get the allure of it, but I'm not sold on the full concept of the idea. Some more outside names that treat, uh, intrigue me. Doug Belk, the defensive coordinator for Houston. He's young. He's an excellent recruiter. He's a hot name on hiring boards everywhere, though. Lots of people want him. Like I said, he's a young guy. He's good at recruiting. That's exactly who you want holding down your defense. He had the nation's best third down defense for Houston, just ahead of Oklahoma State, number four in the nation in sacks. So he ran a really efficient defense at Houston, but he is very, very sought after. So I think that would be a huge get. I would be very excited. I'm not sure how much confidence I can put behind it actually happening, but I do think it would be a really good hire for Oklahoma State. Another outside name that I've seen a little bit and kind of intrigues me is Manny Diaz. He lost his head coaching job in Miami when they hired Mario Cristobal. His head coaching record was 21-15. and 15. He is familiar with the Big 12. He was the defensive coordinator for the Longhorns from 2011 to 2013. I like that he's familiar with the Big 12. I think that is uh, that goes in the pro column of the pro-con list. He's, again, on the younger side, so good for recruiting would he be willing to go from head coach back down to a defensive coordinator? Even with getting fired at Miami, which I think was kind of a surprise. I'm not sure everybody saw him being fired. So it'll be interesting to see if, if that's something that he's willing to do to go from head coach back down to defensive coordinator. But he found success. He's young. He's familiar with what the Big 12 does. He's familiar with what Oklahoma State does. So I like Manny Diaz. He's not tied to anything right now. Mike Gundy did say that they won't announce a new defensive coordinator until after the bowl game. He doesn't like taking coaches from other teams is what he said. So that has me eyeballing Doug Belk just a little bit more. But here's uh, from within. Here is my idea. So Jim Knowles has already said that Jim Knowles is not coaching the bowl game. So I'm wondering if it's a bit of a tryout for our current defensive line coach, Joe Bob Clements. This is a name that I've seen circling, uh, you know, the media quite a bit as a potential defensive coordinator for Oklahoma State. He has been with the team since 2013. He has coached a handful of all Big 12 defensive linemen since being at Oklahoma State, including the likes of Emmanuel Ogba and Vincent Taylor. We've seen long-term specialty coaches get the call up to coordinator jobs at Oklahoma State in the past, so that's another thing that kind of works to his advantage. We saw what the defensive line looked like the past two seasons. He has those guys on an absolute terror, not to mention Colin Oliver was named as a potential dark horse to win the Heisman in 2022, and he's a true freshman working with Joe Bob Clements, so that's fantastic. And he was on staff with Jim Knowles the whole time Jim Knowles was here. So he knows what needed to happen every game. Can you guys tell that this is where my heart wants it to go? I really think that the bowl game might be a bit of a tryout for Joe Bob Clements. It would be exciting to get somebody like Doug Belk. I think he's probably number two on my list. But I love the idea of hiring from within. Hiring a guy that's worked with these players. Especially the uh, older veteran players that are coming back for another year guys like Brock Martin that has already said he's coming back next next season 
So that's what I want. I want us to hire from within, but it'll be interesting to see what happens after the bowl game, what happens during the bowl game, if the defense plays just as well without Jim Knowles. I always credited Jim Knowles. I think his biggest attribute was his ability to adjust at halftime to make the adjustments the defense needed to make to stop the offense. So it'll be interesting to see if the defensive staff right now with the Cowboys can make those adjustments against Notre Dame in the bowl game. There is going to be some Notre Dame talk coming up later this week. I'm going to talk to some of the other locked on hosts about that game. So be looking out for that up next. The NCAA has once again given Oklahoma state the middle finger But first, let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences, Featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends. Plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there, and you can get 15% off your order at Built.com with promo code LOCKED15. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's a healthy option for a sweet treat. 17 to 18 grams of protein and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Built Bar has 9 flavors, ranging from raspberry to coconut to peanut butter chocolate, and you don't have to feel bad eating them. Because it's the holidays and you want something sweet and now you can just have a built Bar and then you can go for the walk after your meal. If you're adventurous and looking to try every flavor, you can check out Built Bar's Mix Box where you get two of each of the flavors over on Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Again, head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's Locked15 for 15% off your order. I'm going to do my best not to yell into the microphone during this segment, but let's recap. So Oklahoma State gets a postseason ban, recruiting restrictions and scholarship restrictions, restrictions after completely and wholly cooperating with the NCAA, firing the rogue assistant coach who did prison time, Meanwhile, Bruce Pearl, head coach at Auburn, receives a two-game suspension after a very, very sarcastic air quotes happening behind on screen here. Self-imposed ban last season, i.e., they weren't gonna make the NCAA tournament, so they were like, oh well, we'll just we're gonna we're banning ourselves. Well, yeah, because you're not gonna make it. If Oklahoma State hadn't made the NCAA tournament last season, where would we stand right now? Now, we had Cade Cunningham. There was no way in hell that we were going to say, hey, we're out of the NCAA tournament this season because we had a good team. And had Auburn had a good team, I don't think that there's a chance in hell that they would have had a self-imposed ban. I can't imagine the NCAA would have accepted that as self-induced or whatever it is that they want to call it. I think they have a vendetta against Oklahoma State. 
I know that sounds like I'm a conspiracy theorist, and maybe I am, but I feel pretty strongly about this one thing. And by the way, remember when the NCAA released their statement saying that past issues with Oklahoma State played into their decision to hinder this season's basketball team? None of which, by the way, of those past issues happened by the basketball team. And they dated all the way back to the 70s, the 1970s. And apparently Bruce Pearl's past decisions don't matter at all. I mean, they did get him fired as the head coach of the University of Tennessee. But clearly they didn't mean enough for the NCAA to actually impose anything upon them. The NCAA continues to be a terribly ran cartel and I can't wait to watch them burn themselves to the ground. I don't think you even need to infiltrate and help burn it down. I think they're going to do it themselves. Anybody that watched what happened this weekend as they handed down the sanctions to Auburn knows that Oklahoma State got screwed in this deal by the NCAA. And the lesson here is absolutely never cooperate with the NCAA. Mike Boynton said it in the pe- press conference afterwards when he called everybody by name and that pissed him off. Do not cooperate with them. They do not care. They don't care. They're looking for one thing and one thing only and it's money and they can pretend to be anything else, but they're not. They're nothing but a terribly ran cartel and I mean that wholeheartedly. I am so sick of the NCAA. It is a corrupt, messy organization. It does not do its job, and it's an absolute embarrassment. It's so sad that the sports that I love have to be affiliated with something like the NCAA. It's it's so frustrating because the things that can bring me so much joy in Oklahoma State sports, Oklahoma State athletics, can also bring me to red-hot rage because of the NCAA. I can't imagine. I can't imagine being in charge of that. And Mark Emmert, by the way, an idiot. The hardest job in the world is being the president of, of schools. Now, I'm sure it's a difficult job. There are a lot of hard jobs in the world. But think a little before you speak. Because you sound insane. I didn't yell. So, I mean, that's a step forward. I feel like that was pretty mild-mannered. Either way, Oklahoma State gets another middle finger from the NCAA. We got to get through this season. Like I said, the Cowboy basketball team got a win tonight. Congratulations to them. We'll look more into uh, their upcoming schedule because it gets tough before conference starts. And uh, we we got a long season ahead of us. And, you know, we're not going to be able to worry about the NCAA, but it's always going to be in the back of our minds. Whatever happens this season The NCAA sanctions are going to be in the back of our minds all season long. Something we're going to have to just deal with. So I'm sure this isn't my last outburst. Thanks for making Lockdown Pokes your first listen every day. We've got signing day coming up, so make sure to check in all this week. Now head to your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!